Welcome to cardiology again, everybody. Well, we've gone through the week, all the notes are in, all the different feedback and everything that we've seen about the Browns, um, but it's time to start getting ready to make our choices heading into the weekend. So um, we've now moved in our new format to having our picks episode every Friday, give you some of the information that we are seeing, try to give you the latest updates that we can on the Browns. Um, and so in order to conduct our picks this week, we once again are joined by the head of our picks department, Mr. Gary Marr. Hey, Gary, how are you? I'm doing great. Glad to be here. Well, let's let's look at what we've got. I mean, we, we don't have a big slate of AFC North games because of all the bye weeks, but what, what are we going to be looking at this week? Well, we've got, uh, got four games that we're going to look at this week. Uh, we're going to look at the New Orleans versus Pittsburgh, where New Orleans is a minus two and a half points. We got, of course, the Browns versus the Dolphins. Browns getting three and a half. Got the Chargers at the 49ers for the Sunday night game. The Chargers getting six and a half. And the Commanders versus the Eagles on Monday night. And the Commanders are plus 11 in that one. So I'm um, going to start talking about the, the New Orleans-Pittsburgh. I think that's the um, first one to start with, first one coming up. Um, you know, that's an interesting game. It was a division game for us. It's important to see what Pittsburgh's going to do with that one there. Um, I think Pittsburgh's still figuring it out, unfortunately. Uh, as we talked about in our episode this week, they've got a lot of questions at quarterback. The quarterback is uh, uh, getting beat up pretty bad in the in the press and by the fans and such. And I just think that, you know, when that happens, that kind of it's tough to recover from and it goes throughout the team. Uh, so, you know, especially since they've got a whole bye week to kind of sit on it as well. Um, you know, so I think that's going to affect them and hurt them. Uh, the positive for Pittsburgh is they have had a bye week, so they've had time to, to plan and, and recover. Uh, but um, I just don't think they're going to do it. I'm going to I'm going to go with New Orleans in this one. Okay, well, I, I see this. This is definitely a good um, spread, good close spread because um, New Orleans really uh, looked like they were struggling uh, this past Monday night. Um, when they faced off against the Ravens, um, couldn't get their running game going at all, which is really where they have been staying in games up to this point, um, and really still struggling to find it at in the passing game. Um, you know, Andy Dalton's doing um, some tough work in New Orleans trying to keep them going. So it'll be interesting to see. Um, I'm really surprised they haven't gone back to Jameis Winston yet. Um, and also, too, you know, their uh, tendency to lean on gadgets with uh, Taysom Hill, um, that is something that we just didn't see very much of um, in the Baltimore game either. Um, I am going to also take New Orleans in this game and take the two and a half because I see, um, while I see Pittsburgh having a good game, I, I do believe that um, the coaching staff in Pittsburgh, they, you know, they've been here before. Um, and so their ability to prep their team coming off of a bye week um, I, I have some faith in what I don't have faith in is their talent to back that up. Um, and so I, I don't see Pittsburgh shutting down the new Orleans running game as effectively as Baltimore did. Um, and um, I am intrigued to see if, 
Um, Jameis Winston makes an appearance in this game. They start throwing the ball around a little bit more. Um, And, you know, Pittsburgh's still trying to figure it out at quarterback. Um, Are they going to let Kenny Pickett kind of grip it and rip it for a while and put up with these uh, turnovers and, and just let him learn? Um, or are they going to try to rein him back in? It'll be really interesting to see how that goes. So after that first game. Well, first off, I'll let you know the uh, the coin is going to go against us. It's going with Pittsburgh. So oh, okay. We do have, uh, do have the coin, at least uh, thinking Pittsburgh's going to win. Um, I forgot about that. Yep. And I do think, I think if Pittsburgh's going to have a shot in this, I think you, you had the, the key there. They're going to just have to let Pickett kind of rip it, rip it and, and go with however that goes for them. Uh, the next game uh, we'll go with the, uh, the Sunday night game, which is the chargers versus the 49ers and the chargers are getting a whopping six and a half points in this game. Um, so they're going uh, against uh, you know, a 40, a, you know, pretty solid 49ers team, but but again, six and a half points is a lot of points. Uh, of course, the Chargers are a team that, man, we really just thought they were going to look a whole lot better than they do this year. Uh, but they're they're in a bit of a disarray, which hence they're getting all the points. Plus, it's a home game for the 49ers. Um, so I am actually going to go with the 49ers on this one and give up the six and a half points. Okay. Um, yeah, I mean, San Diego is so interesting because – I really do think that um, Justin Herbert is one of the stars of the league. Um, and they have players out there who should be making plays for them. Um, I think that they're having a lot of struggles um, with without Keenan Allen out on the field. Um, even though Mike Williams gives them um, some playmaking ability, I don't think he gives them the consistency that they're looking for. Um, yeah. So I think that, um, that is a really big challenge. Um, and then also too, with the exception of when they played the Browns, um, they really haven't put together a very good running attack. Um, so they've been putting all of the pressure on Herbert to win these games. Now with San Francisco, San Francisco, um, the, the defense has shown a, a few more cracks than they have in the past. Um, so waiting for them to put together an, another full complete game. That being said, they've got gadgets upon gadgets upon gadgets on that offense. Um, speed, speed, speed. Um, you know, McCaffrey joined that team and didn't didn't even take a breath, jumped right in, has become a big player in that offense. And now we're seeing um, Debo Samuel start to come back alive as well. Um, so I think um, I think I'm going to side with you on this one. I think I think I am also um, going to go ahead and give these points to San Diego. Um, there's something about the way San Francisco is starting to trend up. They remind me a little bit about how we were feeling about Baltimore right before Baltimore's Monday night game where they seem to emerge dominant. Um, and I think they're going to springboard off of their, their win against the Rams. Um, and then they're going to just turn around and take it right to the chargers. We keep, by the way, we've said San Diego about six times. That's Los Angeles, my man. 
the Los Angeles Chargers. Wow. We're showing we wow. are showing our age. We we both did it, I think, at least four times. Yes, so, you're right. This, so that's, that's awful. The, sorry, all of you, all of our listeners out in Los Angeles, if there are any of you, which I doubt. Um, but the Los Angeles Chargers, I think, are headed for a loss in this one. Yeah, Los Angeles Chargers, you're right. And uh and yeah, I you know, I didn't uh, mention it, but one of the keys I think there for San Francisco is McCaffrey. I just think um he he um, he's a good addition to that team. And I think as he gets more and more comfortable there, that's gonna be big. So yep, absolutely. So uh you said in our third game, uh Washington at Philadelphia, right? Yeah, Washington, Philadelphia, uh, commanders are getting 11 points. Um, and, you know, it's a big Monday night football game. Um, now they're at uh, – the Eagles are at home, so they, they've got that going for them. And that said, you know, the commanders with uh, uh, Taylor Heineke at QB, they're, they're, they look better than they, they have been. They're playing fairly solid. Um, but, you know, the Eagles, they're coming into this off a, um, you know, a Thursday night game with a little bit of extra time to – to plan for this. And they, as we talked uh, in our, our weekly show this, this week, the, they're the best team in the league right now. They just look really, really solid. So, you know, if I'm, I'm betting this game straight up, I'm taking the Eagles. However, I think 11 points is just a lot. And I'm, I, I can't bet against that. So I'm, if I'm picking this one, I'm actually going with the commanders and the 11 points. Okay. So taking those Washington Commanders. Um, I am going to try to make up some ground on this particular game. Um, and in doing so, I am going to go ahead and sip the Kool-Aid for the Philadelphia <laughs> Eagles. Um, they have a lot of firepower. Um, and I think Thank they you. are clicking on all cylinders Whereas I find Washington to be a team that kind of teeters on the edge. Um, and so I am not completely bought in. Um, Taylor Heineke is a, a serviceable quarterback who has some gunslinger in him. Um, and I just don't know exactly how that's going to play against a Philadelphia defense that's shown up and a team that's clicking on all cylinders. So I'm kind of kind of go and play the instincts. You know, a lot of these um, primetime games have either been complete low scoring stinker games or have seemed to have the favorite, not only win, but dominate. Right. Um, so I am going to look for that to happen one more time. Um, and I am going to take Philadelphia in this game. Wow. Um, and some pretty good logic there. Uh, I will say the coin agrees with you. And I don't know if I mentioned it on the game before, the coin went with 49ers, by the way. So yeah, okay, we actually talked about that. So um, seeing a trend here with coin going with the uh, the home team. So um, so we got that going for, for you with the coin being on your side this week. So we'll see how that works out. All right. Well, this takes us to the all-important Cleveland at Miami game. And uh, I think anybody who listened to our last episode, which is hopefully everyone, um, they know a little bit that you and I were both feeling the optimism um, coming off of the Cincinnati win and also the bye week. And 
and we um we went with on record with the browns did anything changed in your mind coming into this one and looking at the spread yeah everything no actually <laughs> actually uh i'm with you you know i think i'm more gun shy you know instead of the optimism i'm more gun shy because i actually picked against the browns last last uh game and that, that did not work out for me well at all so that that probably factors into it even more than the optimism about how well they played was man i got i got burned really bad uh so so no, um, we got the Browns versus the Dolphins. Uh, I think as we talked about, to me, the key is the Browns controlling the game, controlling it with the run game, controlling the pace of the game, keeping it, uh, keeping the score down a bit if they can. And if they do that, yeah, I still feel that they, they're going to win, um, uh, especially with the three and a half points that they're getting. Uh, so I'm going to go with the Browns, take the three and a half points, and I'm going to stick with my confidence in them for this week. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you. I'm with you here. I, I don't think that I've seen anything um, throughout the news this week that has me um, so concerned that I would completely flop. Um, and, you know, being that I already said that I was betting on the Browns to win, if you want to throw an extra three and a half points at me, so be it. Let's, let's sure. you bring, bring it on. Um, so I am also I'm going to stick to my guns with Cleveland um, and and ride that one through. What does the coin have to say? The coin is going with the Dolphins, so it's a clean sweep for the coin. They went with all the home teams this week. Well, well we know the coin knows practically nothing because the coin because the coin is actually <laughs> only one win ahead of me, which is exactly how you know that it knows pretty much nothing. Um, so, as a reminder to everybody out there. Um, we, you know, we've been keeping track of our records uh, throughout the season. Now, we we did not pick last week for the bye. Everybody took a little bit of vacation from the stress uh, of of that function. So, um, heading into this week, Gary is in the lead um, at a at a stunning record of twenty one and nineteen. Um, so, towing that line above five hundred, which is always a, a good place to be in the gambling world. Um, I, on the other hand, am sitting down at 15 and 25. So I'm still trying to make up some ground for some really poor weeks um, at the beginning of the season. So hopefully I can pick up. But as I mentioned, the coin is only one game ahead of me at 16 and 24. So if the coin can't even manage to get to 500, I've got a shot. So I got to I gotta see if I can make up some ground there and, and shame on it for going against the Browns. Yeah, well, you know, it's been an interesting experiment watching that. I mean, with the odds, you're supposedly kind of make it uh, make it almost a 50-50 shot. Flipping a coin, you would think that it'd be fairly close to 500, but season's not over yet, so we'll see if the coin kind of makes up ground by the end of the year. Well, and you know what? I think, you know, any, anybody who's an amateur um, gambler like me who uh, I don't gamble a whole lot on, and I especially don't gamble on um, winners and losers, um, but – now you understand why there's even a point spread, right? Because, um, you know, these games, you know, the, the flipping of the coin might truly be about 50%. Um, if you're just not bringing in any point spreads into the equation, but once you start bringing that in and start factoring that in, I mean, these guys in Vegas who set these point spreads, man, they know, they know a ton, um, and have just a lot of information. Um, so, 
you know, it, it changes the whole dynamic. And so part of the reason we wanted to do this and have this episode and, and, and continue this on the rest of the season is just kind of fun um, to have a little uh, bragging rights each week, even though I haven't experienced that yet. Um, but, you know, and, and just to kind of enjoy it. I think we all, I grew up, you know, I remember, you know, um, the Greek on the TV shows, um, oh, yeah. the pre-games, making the picks. Um, and then, you know, that long period of dark where we didn't even talk about gambling and, and now we want, we see everybody always talking about it and it's starting to be a big thing in the NFL. And, and even, you know, you got full streaming networks like FanDuel out there now that are just completely being built around um, the gambling and in the, and in these games. So it's kind of fun um, to experiment, but, uh, you know, as I've said every single week, I do this for fun. So I, I can, I can, you can all rest assured out there that I am not putting money on anything that I say. So, so if you were looking to make a buck, um, this probably isn't your best source for that kind of information. Yeah, the, the picks are kind of worth what you're paid for them. So, <laughs> yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. Um, you know, with that in mind, let's have a little bit of fun um, as we're thinking about predictions in the, in the Browns game. So it's, you know, it's easy enough. We, we, you know, earlier in the week, we, we said we had them to win and we get these extra points, but are there any like just out there bold predictions or, you know, side bets that you see going on in these games that you, you would just be like, Hey, you know what, this is where I was, where I'm going to hang my hat. This is what I'm going to watch for. Wow. Uh, you know, there are always some of those ones out there, right? They, they, you know, if you're talking about betting, they're the kind of those weird prop bets that you come up with that somebody's going to get over X yards. If I'm looking at this game, that's, that's a tough one. Um, but I'm going to go ahead with a crazy one. Um, and it's not too crazy, I guess, but my bold prediction is going to be uh, that the Browns have five sacks. Five sacks. The defense is going to show up. Uh, that's going to make one of the big differences in the game, and they're going to get five sacks. Wow. Okay. That would be amazing. That would, that I think um, going back to some of the keys to the game that we had in our last episode, uh, that kind of pressure would be big in this game. So five sacks. All right. I'll take it all day long. Um, I'm going to go with a prediction. Um, that I don't know that it's too far off base of what we would all like to see, but I'm going to say that Nick Chubb brings up over 150 yards in this game. I am going to go with the idea. I'm going to go the eternal optimist that not only do we stick to ourselves, that we just pound the ball into the Dolphins. And especially, I think that links up awesome with your pick. If we're getting five sacks and we're keeping them off the field and we get to have that ball in, in our hands, I'm looking for Nick to have his highlight game of the season so far. So I'm going with Nick Chubb for over 150 yards of this game. Well, hey, look, if both those things happen. Nick Chubb gets over 150. We get five sacks. We, uh, we should win. <laughs> well, if, if both those things happen, we should reevaluate our our strategy of picking games versus doing prop bets. That's true. Um, because <laughs> we might we might have a better better history in that. 
All right. Well, um, Gary, I want to say thank you. Thanks for joining us um, on our new Friday segment. So um, if you're out there and and you're just um, tuning in and and realizing that we're changing things up a little bit now after the bye week, um, we're coming to you from cardiology um, a couple different times during the week to kind of spread out the information, give everybody a little bit more time to talk, have fun, um, and really um, enjoy the remainder of this football season. But we are going to stick to uh, our Fridays as being our pick episode. Um, so you will continue to hear from Gary and I and the ubiquitous coin. Um, and we will continue to keep track of what's happening um, in the league and just kind of have some conversations on Fridays. So um, at this point, though, I do want to transition a little bit. Um, and I want to talk a little bit before we close out about um, some of the updates that are happening out there on the Browns injury front. Well, we actually had some good news, um, not necessarily great news, um, but we did have some good news in that uh, in Friday's practice, we really had full participation by most of the team. And most importantly, uh, we had some full participation from Miles Garrett, uh, David Clowney got out there. Um, also, too, Jack Conklin um, participated. Now, Wyatt Teller uh, was a limited participant. Um, it'll remain to be seen whether or not that uh, is really about just some load management, um, making sure that he's okay coming into Sunday's game, or if we are going to be without him again. Um, a big positive that happened this week was Denzel Ward, who actually fully participated both on Thursday and then again today. Um, so he is looking forward to his matchup against Tyreek Hill. And I think having his experience out there against Tyreek will be big uh, for our um, possibilities in this particular game. Um, now the downside of what we've heard about injuries today is that both David Ninjoku and Jeremiah Usukormoa have both been determined to be out for the Miami game. So uh, with Njoku, I don't know that we were all necessarily expecting him to be ready to play yet. That would have been very, very optimistic. Um, but the knee injury with JOK is concerning because I don't know that we've really gotten a lot of information about it, um, but we're going to have to rely a lot on the linebacking core who did a phenomenal job last week. We're going to need that same kind of effort to make sure we keep some pressure on Miami in this game. So, so that's all for the injury report this week. So we'll look forward to the game on Sunday. Um, Gary, thanks again for joining me. Um, and everybody out there, let's have a great week. Go Browns. Woo, woo, woo.